On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. Do you know why this week is even a very special, great week for me? We got Zach here. Mm-hmm. We got John in the house again and Matt on the hot. But you know why this is a really special week again for me? What's that? They are moving ground on my house. Get There's a retaining are wall Are they built. really? We oh, are, wow. I mean, <laughs> oh for God. two years now. People yeah. have been thinking I'm lying about building a house, um, I think. And, and I would think I was lying after this long. Yeah. But they are finally... They got posts set for the retaining wall. They got to build. We got to get the, but it's moving like, like I want to go over there and just kiss the big tractors and the, the bulldozer and I just want to kiss them. Oh my what was the holdup? If you don't mind City me of Dallas. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Not afraid to throw them under Not the bus. Not at all. Yeah. Zero. We'll get, uh, it is our first headline we sure. talked about today. <laughs> Speak um, of the devil. But it was City of Dallas, communication issues, lots of, lots of back and forth with it all but um you know we got john back on another episode here on second shot and uh you can see what kind of what is it, what did i talk about what i say earlier dimes he'd be dropping yeah dropping dro- dime. we'll dropping drop a dimes. dime on you in the next episode and drop i thought i was like wow that's really clever it's like dropping a dime in the jukebox i like that mm. and then josh tells me after the show no that's like firing somebody and dropping a dime on him i didn't know i thought i it was always clever. heard that was like snitching that's I, what I thought. Drop, I guess. Yeah, drop, drop time a dime on somebody. On and, yeah. then, and then I broke his heart and just said, well, I just I don't even know what I'm talking about. I just made it up. I don't even know what I meant. <laughs> Those words you. just came out. Yeah, it just yeah. came out. Don't look for meaning where there is none. Yeah, don't right. look for meaning where there is none. So read this first headline. Yes. This is a hot topic today. The first headline, a Texas homeowner posts photo of a lawn shaming sign placed in his overgrown Yard. Robert Stricker in Richardson, Texas, right next door to us, mm. got a lot of lot of attention on social media after a lawn care company put a sign in his yard shaming his overgrown grass. Specifically, his neighbor had had a lawn care company come out and trim the grass, take care of the flower beds, do their thing. And these guys on their way out stuck a sign in his yard that said, your lawn was not treated today, your neighbor's was. So he took a picture and put it on the internet. I think it's awesome. And here we are. That is fun. <laughs> I thought you were going to come out and say well, it was terrible. And people I, shouldn't do that. I, I'm going to talk about that with shaming. Yes. I don't think this is shaming. Okay. I think this is. I don't know. I don't think this is shame. I think this is perfect marketing opportunity. It's right? certainly great clever advertising. It's to, clever. Great to be clear, yeah, the company's name was on the sign oh, and it yes. got a million hits on the internet and, hey, and articles. So. And, look, and here's the thing. The, the company's not telling anything wrong. Saying, look, your neighbor, we just treat your neighbor's yard, but yours hasn't been. Yeah, we can do the same thing for you. Well, yeah, can do but the they, same? they could stick a sign in his yard. Come on now. A man's yard is his... He can take it out when he gets his, home. His, his sanctuary, right? I guess that's yeah. true. Yeah. I think it's got hilarious. That is I, funny. I, and now, yeah, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Now, because, I, I mean, I don't consider that shaming. There's, there's no. shaming is shaming, right? Okay? Right. I don't think that's shaming. I think that's clever marketing. That's, Great that's marketing. Intense. It so, is clever marketing. Great marketing. But I did want to talk about this subject on shaming. 
Mm. Especially with the internet today, right? Mm. Um, in general, it's a very, very, very um, hard line of of some bad things going on with all the shaming. What What are your thoughts around all that? I think it's I think it's absolutely atrocious. Uh, you know, some of it's probably done out of humor, but the one that really gets me, especially and and should you now, yeah. that they're your father, is these people that are doing it to their children. Yeah. You know, the one guy, I think I saw a thing, you know, once again, I'm not a big social media person, but a um, guy made his son walk to school in the rain. Yeah, we made fun of that in here. <laughs> that, <laughs> wasn't, that wasn't public shaming. See, see, I don't oh, what episode was that? We literally did that on here. It was and like I was 55 clapping. or something? I, I was yeah, clapping was for the guy. Because yeah. well, here's what the son, the son was bullying kids. Well, he was bullying him, right. Yeah, and, and, and he didn't, that wasn't, like, see, okay, so you know what? This brings up an interesting deal, though, because what is shaming, right? Uh-huh. So, so this is actually very interesting because, see, you obviously probably thought that was shaming. I did not see that as shaming. So you know what? Maybe there's actually something, too, which is what what is shaming right right and so uh, i actually looked up the definition uh shaming the act of publicly criticizing and drawing attention to someone especially on the internet um especially on especially the internet, especially on the internet <laughs> now, where everything that is got true. tacked on now so publicly criticizing or anything like that i, I you know it's it's kind of what is the line of shaming because he obviously thought that was shaming and i didn't with with the son so maybe there are well, not necessarily. I thought that was shaming. That's just an incident. But the one that really got me was the the little boy that I can't remember what he did. You you might know, but yeah. he they uh, the I think the mother took him down and got his hair shaved his head, gave him an old man haircut. I mean, why? Do, oh, why do you I remember that. I don't remember what he did. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember what he did, but. Hey, it's hard enough for people going to school. It's a, kids going to school nowadays. I mean, I have an eight-year-old. He's the smallest kid in his class, and he comes home every day. Yeah, something's happened. So well, why put more out there and make it harder for your kids? It's I mean, a, it's a curious thing because, as far as I know, and I'm sure it goes back further. Shame and punishment go back as far as like crucifixion. Yeah, oh, for sure. That's what that was. Yeah, you get hung out and people look at you and laugh. Like, that was the thing. So, on the internet, it's more of a problem because it's a much wider audience than, like, Everybody your village. You know? when, when, and, 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 you know, I guess when it comes to the fact of doing stuff to um, discipline your kids and stuff, and when especially when they do atrocious things like bullying other kids and stuff, you know, I mean, you and I both know, and I guarantee you too, you, you ever got your ass whooped in public when you were a kid? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's about as much. My dad would whoop oh, yeah. me right there in front of anybody and everybody. Okay? I would have rather been shamed on the internet than take the yeah. butt whippings out to yeah. when really? I Really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that means a lot. But absolutely. What, you know, I, and, and what I more so go to on this is the fact of um, uh, people that are shaming people for their body, for being overweight, for being the things they can't control. See, I right. guess that's what I look at, okay? So so I look at it two ways. There's a shaming the people that can make a, a change mm-hmm. and the ones that, that, that can't, right? right. So, um, you know, I mean, I mean, heck, we do it all, uh, like in our bit, like I, um, I will regularly say, okay, these people are in dead last mm-hmm. to all of our teams and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they can change that. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't see that as shaming. I see that as the Motiv- fact because... It's almost motivation. Yeah, you have the ability to change that situation. Right. Yeah. When you start... And look, that neighbor has an ability to fix his lawn. Okay? Shaming people with disabilities, shaming people with their body weight and, and things. You don't know the stories on all of that, and that's what sickens me. Right. Mm-hmm. Shame... The, the, the following the sun running in the rain, 
that kid shouldn't have been a bully. He got to change his action, not being well, a bully. He ain't right. gonna forget that, right? Like right. that. That ain't. It's something that kid can change. Yeah, you know, and he can control it. Yeah, and can control it. See, that's where I draw a line. Is it's just something you can control or not, and being shamed with it. Um, right. Does that make sense? And or not? Yeah. And, oh, and, the, and the dad wasn't doing it for likes. He was doing it. As punishment. Yeah. Like, that's what it was at its core. It wasn't yes. like, let's see how many comments I can get on Facebook. But again, his no. son, he wasn't, like, like if he was saying because my son's overweight, I'm making him run to school, I'd have been, that, that would have been, he should be thrown in a pit almost at that point. Sure. Okay. Because that is something that is so different to me. Uh-huh. Um, but something, his son being a bully, that can be changed. Right. right. So I believe that the shaming... And, and, and look, here's if you're one of those that people are shaming you, maybe your weight, maybe your skin color, maybe you're something online and you, you know, you get that kind of stuff. You know what? To hell with them. Right. Yeah. Forget those people. You know, I always say, I mean, I'm like, you know, once you can come into a place where you got to love you, mm-hmm. if you don't love you first, you can never love others. And and you're going to be, you're beautiful just the way you are, no matter if you're heavy, if you're not, or whatever. You got to look at your, you know, like we talked about last right. episode when you said, you look yourself in the mirror and say, what if I wrote my paycheck, would I fire me? Okay? You look at yourself in the, in the mirror and be like, I look good. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't need confirmation or shaming from anybody on the internet or any of that to be me. Right. And you got to love you. you gotta and you got to love how perfect you are and know that no matter what anybody else says, you are you, you love you, you be perfect and somebody else will. And But you're not going to get those and attract that until you love you. Be okay with you. So I wanted to ask about one other angle since we only got a minute left here, which probably isn't enough time to talk about, about company shaming. Specifically, my dad down in Houston was going to the hardware store the other day, and he passed by the place he normally gets an oil change. And standing outside was a guy like 50 feet away from the business, per, per usual, with a big sign that said, hey, these guys put the wrong oil in my car, ruined my engine, don't go here. Quick question. Yeah. What is different with that than writing a Yelp review if they screw up? I don't. It's it's more public. I don't know. How how is it more public? Well, when was the last time you were on Yelp? Uh, not to uh, yesterday actually. But really? Oh yeah. <laughs> I use Yelp all the time actually. <laughs> well, I guess there's not much. I, I, use, I don't. But no. I drive. But I drive my car. Yeah, like, yeah. But I, how many people drove by and saw that sign versus a, a Yelp review for that place where everybody's looking for oil changes yeah. over the next five, ten, fifteen years? A review will be there forever. Right. Him standing out from that sign just has one day. There's no different than reviews, writing reviews for a place you're at nowadays with online being as open market as it can be. Yeah. Does that make sense? I guess so. I mean, because it is. It's the same thing as reviews. And, and look, and reviews go back and forth. And I, and I tell you, it's customer you know, it's customer service as well. Yeah. That, that I can tell you, I would have done everything in my power, no matter if I was in the wrong, to make sure that man didn't stand out in front of my business saying that. Right. If I, if I had to um, bring him in and just comp everything, just give whatever I can, that person of that oil change business did not handle that situation right something wrong. or he would have never went out there and stood out front of that business you know because if he put the wrong oil owned it got it fixed did whatever he could just you know whatever the my guy may still do you know not give him a five-star review obviously but he may but that man ain't gonna make it a point stand from that business that owner and stuff probably did not handle that situation okay. right that ego got involved going ah, ah, and Customer service. This is where customer service comes into key. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whether if you're if you've got customers, you got to uh, pay attention to whether you're right or wrong. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No. It's an opportunity to please. It's an opportunity to please. So I'm telling you, that guy didn't handle it right because there's no way me 
You, I mean, would you let the guy? Well, what would you? You would have done everything in your power to make sure that guy. Oh, is that guy would be getting free oil changes for life. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously, whatever it takes. No, well, I agree. I mean, yeah. the, he'd have never felt compelled to stand out front of my business like that. Sure. Because I would have done something to make that right. Oh, especially like where I live. Bad news beats you back to the office. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, the guy would have had free oil changes for life, new motor, whatever, whatever to keep from even if that, I didn't feel that. like I was in even the wrong, I would, I would have done it because I fault. wouldn't let that sure. happen. Bad news beats you back to the office. So, so you got to let your ego go to take care of your customers sometimes, and sometimes that's what happens with people. Hmm. I oh, guess yeah. that's the issue with shaming. Yeah, ego. well, and again, so I don't look at that as shaming as much as I look at that as a review. Maybe yeah. I should shame you know? my dry cleaning. And, and, that's something that, and that's something that can be controlled. You know, they can do a better job of changing oil. Yeah. Um, but if you're out there and you're dealing with bullying online or shaming online or anything, you know what? You're beautiful. You're perfect. Mm-hmm. I love you. Other people love you. To hell with everybody else, mm. and 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 be you. Love, be you. Yeah. love you. Love you more. I always say, I love me some me. Right? You gotta love <laughs> you some you. Okay? And then everything else is gonna work out. And we're gonna be right back in a minute for another second segment of Second Shot. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Keith Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today's the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself. Thank you. Love you. And go pick it up today. Stop. Go now. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. So, Matt, I just now realized after all these episodes that Zach is not a morning person, is he? <laughs> Doesn't seem to well, be. No, Josh, no. don't shake your head in there. No, you're yeah. not. You're not on the show. Get out of here. I guess he's not a morning person. I've just now realized that because I guess I do do majority of our shows in in the typically the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Zach has been over here like rubbing his face, like he's like like waking <laughs> drinking up still. coffee. And, it's, and it's still almost lunchtime. I mean, some it's like literally lunchtime. Hey, I'm with you, Zach. Right now, I'm with you, Zach. Yeah, I, I've, yeah. I up at four thirty this morning. <laughs> and vice versa. Sleepy. I was gonna say normally Heath comes in and hey, let's get the show started. This morning you were like, how's it going, guys? Yeah. I got Kalaj. He's like, you're just like ready to go. Yeah, it was, it was Came great. bearing gifts. It'll cost you later, I'm sure. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. No, I will say you came in in a in a uh, as good of a mood as I've ever seen. You Boisterous, in. yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I like the mornings. Ready to roll. Mornings are fun. Mornings are a good time. And I did Plus, just get done kissing all over my little girl, so it was kind yeah, of. That I, oh, well, there things. you go. And you got the house thing going. Yes, it's I a good can, day. That just makes me so happy. When did that? Did you find that out earlier this week, or what did that like become yeah, a thing? Yeah, they actually started on Monday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So congrats. Me happy. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Crazy excited yeah. about that. Well, our second headline of the show. Uh, and I gotta be honest, the fans of the show know not big on the sports yep. thing. So yep. excuse me while I stumble through this headline: Lamar Jackson breaking mold by going without agent into NFL draft. We know that Lamar Jackson is some kind, some special kind of lightning on a football field, blazing speed, former Heisman Trophy winner, the most athletic quarterback in the upcoming NFL draft. What's interesting about this is this year Lamar Jackson is going in without an agent, which 
everybody has, Heath has told me, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a sports guy. Yep. But Lamar Jackson is going in without one. And I don't really know what that means, Heath, so please uh, enlighten me. You know, he's getting uncomfortable here. You know, he's being uh, he's doing what nobody else is doing because he says, look, I, he doesn't think he needs an agent because he's going to be, he's Lamar Jack, he's going to be drafted high. Mm-hmm. He knows really what the guessment of that that to be paid. There's the rookie pay scale, okay, is is kind of set. I mean, like his rookies and stuff like that. It's a kind of a set line of what to do. They have to kind of pay X amount of dollars for their pick. So he's like, look, I really I don't need an agent. Don't I, need one. Yeah, I don't need one. I mean, I'm I'm gonna get what I'm gonna get. Maybe I get one as my contract is ending after the first one or something. But like right now, why pay somebody for? For that, whenever we already know what it's going to be, because as a rookie, they're going to get paid for what they get paid. Yeah, he's essentially leaving money on the table you by are. paying somebody else to do it. I mean, it's not a lot of probably a lot of negotiation goes on in your rookie year anyway. No. So maybe get one after year three or whatever that looks like. Get a higher lawyer you, you to look through your contract and pay them a one-time yeah. deal versus a, a bunch of commissions. So he's you know he's uncomfortable. He he got you know, um, and, and I think it's making everybody uncomfortable that he's doing that because I bet there's a lot of agents out there going, oh God, agents. I hope I hope a lot of people don't you know. And I just started thinking about it, um, how things can change, and and how the you know the world changes because people see things differently and take another path. Lives change when you get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You got to get comfortable with getting uncomfortable. You know, like if something doesn't, like if if nothing feels weird to you every day, you're doing something wrong. You're just comfortable, and nothing will ever change life business and like like if we don't have these people that take these crazy off the path beaten paths every now and then like like a lamar is we don't this a new normal could happen where agents aren't even getting involved until after rookie contracts and stuff like like this could change dynamics finances and the dynamics of the the football game in a big way for sure but it takes one person to get uncomfortable doing it and so i go are you comfortable? Like, how do you feel being comfortable? You know, we go back talking about your story, right? Mm-hmm. You were those three or four years. You were comfortable. Oh, extremely comfortable. So what, how did you get uncomfortable to actually make, because you had to be, like, like when you started, when y'all made the switch and you started being great, mm-hmm. your day daily routine had to change. It's not so much that it changed, it just became more consistent. It was like we always knew what to do. Yeah. But, uh yeah, but that day that you would go, maybe not going to stick with it. You got uncomfortable sticking with it again. I did. Yeah, I did. I, it's almost like I, not to say I didn't believe in it, but yeah. I kind of didn't believe it because I hadn't experienced it yet. Yeah, and and that was my own fault. So, yeah, uh, yeah just doing it day in and day out, it was, it was a huge change. And I, and I got tired of just being on that roller coaster. Yeah, you know, it, it was just up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, and, and eventually. You know, I had to I had to come to grips with myself and say, "Hey, you're the only one that can change this." And stepping and that was uncomfortable. I had to get really uncomfortable being honest with yourself. Being honest right. with myself. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. And that was a hard conversation to have with myself, and that was really a way of making myself comfortable being uncomfortable as crazy as that but sounds. But you know what too? I think about and this is something is being uncomfortable and having courageous conversations to change the situations because here's what happens a lot of people too is they're in situations and they won't be honest with the people around them and be transparent and just tell them how they are Mm -hmm. because they don't want to get uncomfortable with that and we had a situation that made john get extremely uncomfortable um (laughs) he did not want to do it horrible Uh i know where this is going. but i don't but it changed the path 
and and now knowing what we know now of somebody's life at the perfect timing in a dramatic way because of a courageous conversation. So sure. um, John and Cherry were, were at odds and they were oh. they were done. You know, John called me. He's like, I'm done working with her. There's no way I'm right. done. I just can't she's, do it. You know, she's this, she, all this stuff, right? And I go, have you ever told her all that? And 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 he goes, oh, you know, I'm, no, 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 no. With <laughs> the way you just told me and what it was, did you ever tell And I'm talking about this stuff like, you're not a good person. You're, I mean, the the the, cra- the conversations have, that you come home griping about your boss, right, sure. for instance, and and the way you say it and talk about and you having to say that exact same way and thing to their face most people won't do of course okay but i said john i ain't gonna i won't move you i won't do that until unless you get on a conference call with me and her and you have to say it exactly like you didn't tell her point blank i go because here's the thing you can't blame somebody else when they truly don't know some nobody has ever told them that and unless you do why can you you can't complain about them if they don't even know. Mm-hmm. Like, right. How can they change if nobody's going to tell them? So you got to get uncomfortable having courageous conversations. And I believe then we got on that call, and John did not want to, and no. he point blank did it all, and it was a life change. It, Cherry changed her whole. I mean, she it hit her, and she goes, "Oh my God, nobody's ever told me that." Yeah. And she literally almost changed overnight. She did. Truly next did. year, wow. the next year at sixty one, one best year of her the life. The best year of her life, financially, professionally. Personally, Personally, and that and that's whenever she passed away. But that last year of her life was dramatically different because of one courageous conversation that in 61 years nobody's ever had to actually tell her the truth about her. No. Now, real quick, you're not telling people to go into your boss's office and tell them how you really feel about them. I'm talking not quite what you're saying. If you're right? miserable, yeah. If you yes. got to change, if change is inevitable. If you are miserable and it's something you can't handle and you're going, you got to go have courageous conversations. Yeah. You don't go walk in there and cuss them out. Uh-huh. You just say, hey, can I be honest with you? If you're like, like it's different. If you're, if it's all good, if it's really not that bad, no big deal. But if it's literally driving you nuts and you're going to explode, you're exploding at your spouse, you're exploding right. oh, at your yeah. kids, you're exploding at everybody but the person who's really doing it, you got to go have that conversation because you can't keep letting it affect the rest of your life. Courageous, not foolish. Courageous, right? not foolish. Yeah, there's a fine line. You can't sit there <laughs> around people that you know, your friends and stuff, that stuff that drive you nuts and you don't, and just why not have honest conversations? I, I, I wanted to ask, because we've talked about this on the show before, the importance of being humble. Yep. Right? Lamar Jackson here, is he being humble? Yes. By skipping the agent? Yep. Because it seems like he's not. It seems like he's too good for it. Yep. No, the agent, it costs money. So in the NFL, when you're drafted, where you're drafted at, is yeah. there's a rookie pay scale. Uh-huh. So it's basically the NFL has set this pay scale for him. So what he's saying is I don't need an agent because all the agent does is negotiate salary. As a rookie, the pay scale's already set. Mm-hmm. So why do I need an agent to do what? I suppose that makes sense. It does yeah. say in here, yeah, I'm coming in as a rookie, and an agent doesn't really negotiate anything. <laughs> they don't. Right, and, they and, don't. And because the agent isn't going to help him get drafted or not. Everybody mm-hmm. knows who he is. It's all, you know, all right. he's going to be drafted. The agent, all the agent does is negotiate money. And so probably his next contract, he'll get an agent. But he's just saying, look, why pay an agent when the rookie pay scale's set? So what's the takeaway here? Mine is getting uncomfortable at being comfortable. I mean, getting comfortable being, being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like Start that. changing things up. If you feel in a low rate or if you feel um, like issues are going on, get comfortable with being uncomfortable on having courageous conversations with people. Yeah. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable saying, I need to change my path. Switch it up, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like the you know, you brought up a good point, too, that was uh, – 
you probably told me this before, but it kind of resonated with me again is, you know, if you're, if, if at some point during your day, there's something that making you comfortable, uncomfortable, you're way too comfortable. Way too comfortable. Way mm. too comfortable. I, I truly <laughs> believe that because with what yeah. we do, I mean, first of all, you know, we're with a multitude of personalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things that we do and you know there's some uncomfortable conversations that have to be had with people that uh, that are not easy to have so try to find one thing, thing in your day to make you uncomfortable. Make you uncomfortable like when you get in right let's just say you get up you get in your car and you put it on you know 96.3 that's what you do when you get in there sure stop yourself and Turn a podcast on. Do a, 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 a something else of a habit, right? Yep. Like like that. Get a little uncomfortable, right? Go to work, um, not listening to, to music, but listen to a podcast and learn something, right? To uh, getting up a little bit early. To um, instead of going to eat lunch at the worst place in the world, uh, go pick a salad and 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 try to get a little exercise in during lunch. You like like do something do to make yourself get uncomfortable. If you can find one thing to get uncomfortable with, small, big, doesn't matter, a day, I believe that you will start seeing multitudes of things change over time. Yeah, but don't expect it to happen immediately. Yes. Right? That, that's the big thing. It's a long-term play. It is. We know long... Like, like I'm, a, I'm a long-term play guy. There's no quick fixes. It's all long-term. One little bitty thing to be... Like, like if you... No, you drink Diet Dr. Pepper. When you go to grab that Diet Dr. Pepper, get a water. Yeah. You know, make yourself go, you know what? I'm going to be uncomfortable here. I'm going to get a water. If you just do one of those little bitty uncomfortable changes a day, I believe life can change. So get comfortable at being uncomfortable on a daily basis. Mm. Uh, I started going to work 30 minutes earlier. That's a good that's a slick it? one. Which was you a, should try about an hour, maybe. Which was cool because I could. <laughs> but what I found out was it was like, man, I don't want to get up extra early, but mm-hmm. I started doing it. You got peace and quiet and got things done. I got you? more stuff done in the 30 minutes than I could accomplish sometimes in an entire day with nobody there bothering me. It's so it's crucial. Weird. Mm-hmm. So weird. So we got, we got some listener emails coming up here in a minute on our third segment of Second Shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. Hear ye, hear ye. Great news for all of you guys. Colonial Life is hiring some salespeople from all over the country. No matter where you are in the United States of America, if you're looking for a sales career, if you want to just learn more about what Colonial Life does, send an email to mbeltran at colonialife.com. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at colonialife.com. We'll get you set up with the right people you need to talk to and see if maybe if you're going to win that job. If you're in the Metroplex area, great. If you're in St. Louis, great. We're going to have office there for you. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at ColonialLife.com and change your career today. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. You know how much it would awesome it would be to be a Lamar Jackson and be able to like not have an agent just because you know. Look, I'm gonna make millions no matter what. It's a good problem to have. Yeah, don't need somebody to help. That's not a rough yeah. spot to be in, right? I mean, there are, I can think of literally a lot of things that are ten times worse than that. Yeah, it's a it's a good problem to have. Yeah, that's it's not so bad. It's a yeah. great problem to have. I'd like to try it for myself. Definitely. <laughs> right. Tell can me I, how that works out for can you. I, yeah. Can I take a crack at that? Can I take a take a swing at that ball? Yeah. I like the sound of that. 
Well, we should get to some listener stuff. Yep. And we that's had what we, some, and had that's some what, questions. Well, and that's what we do here in the third segment, right, yeah. is secondshotcast at gmail.com. Send any questions. I mean, if you got a headline, like we used Javier sending uh, an email in with a headline suggestion and what he had with it, and we, we had that as one of our headlines on the last episode. So um, headline suggestions, or you want to let us know what you think, or you want to pose a question to us. Or, I mean, you literally anything you think of, send it to us, secondshotcast at gmail.com. And we'll bring you up on the on the radio here and, and get it going. Leave us a rating and review. That's how – wherever you're subscribing, go rate it or go review it. You know, come on, people. You've been listening forever. Finally go do it. It helps us move up to where more people will find us. We'd like to cherry pick kind of uh, different sources for this stuff because sometimes somebody will leave us a rating on iTunes. We're like, well, that's really cool. Let's read that this yeah. week. This one, uh, we got an email and we got a YouTube comment. Okay. Which we don't get a whole lot of. So I'm excited to read Because this is on it. YouTube just so everybody knows. It you is. Can watch the whole, yeah. You can watch the podcast on YouTube. If you Great. listen to this in your car, on your commute, or at work, or at home when you're exercising, uh, and you want to see what we look like, you can watch us on YouTube. It's great. Hmm. But our first uh, kind of listener interaction was from episode 59, first episode with Jenny, uh, mm-hmm. just a couple weeks ago on the show, or three or four weeks ago now. Uh, when In our third segment, we had her ask people on her Facebook live stream, hey, if you have any questions, let us know. Yeah. And we had somebody who asked a question, and I don't know which question it was related to because we didn't say it on the show, but she got on YouTube, uh, Casey Brinley Music said, thank you, Heath, for answering my question, and a smiley emoji. And I don't know what her music's about, but she's wearing a cowboy hat, um, so it's probably good enough for me. Sweet. Yeah. Like, like a cowboy hat. You know, you, Casey you can't, Brinley, you can't yeah. really put on enough cowboy hats, right? Do you ever wear a cowboy hat, John? <laughs> no. My yeah, head, they don't make them big enough for me. Yeah, I, I look really dumb. Like, Chad, Chad... Chad makes a cowboy hat. Like, he looks good in a cowboy hat. He's got, hat. The, like, the face the look, structure yes. and the broad shoulders. Yes. It works. Yeah. Yeah. I look dumb in a cowboy hat. <laughs> I, I can't find one to fit my head. My, yeah. head, my head's longer than a $5 I, bus ride. Like a 10-gallon bucket. I, I don't own one, and that's one of those things I, I talk to, like, relatives in Michigan. They're like, how do you live in Texas and go to the State Fair of Texas and not own a cowboy hat? I'm like, I don't know. I never, yeah, it's like you. I'm like, I never found one that I put on and thought, this is the one. Yeah. This is the hat. I always felt like I look goofy. Yeah. I just felt like I look weird. People like Chad look good with it. I mean, yeah. he does. He makes a, he makes the cowboy hat look good. Yeah, it's a good look. good on the right person. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just not that guy. Me neither. <laughs> but thank you for the comment, Casey. Uh, the other thing we had was an email from Laurel Harold regarding our episodes with Scott, probably about a month ago now. Yeah. Um, who's a great guest, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We should yeah. have him on he's again He's back sometime. in Kansas. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. That's where he's from. That's nah, where he lives well, now. Kansas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Kansas, Manzas. <laughs> Laurel said, hey, guys, there's so many great things in your show. I can always count on a good LOL moment on my way to work and great book references. But seriously, thanks for making me dig a little deeper. Maybe we're on all regional managers of hundreds of employees, but I love that I can take something away from each show. More often than not, I can already relate each topic to an experience or current situation in my life. I feel like every day I hear about something new that millennials are destroying. Homeownership, napkins, beer, (laughs) really? Many thanks for giving us millennials a different approach and focusing on what is actually important, like improving ourselves rather than everything we are killing. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't let Scott pick on Zach, even if it is freaking hilarious. Thanks, Laurel. What, what's her name? Laurel. Laurel, Laurel Harold. You're awesome. Yeah, I like her. Yeah, this is really sweet. I think Very it's the nice. first email she's sent, and um, really pleased with that. You know what I like about? Um, I, I, it makes what makes me feel really good about that one is that 
because the whole point when we did we we it's not about if you do if you if you lead massive groups of people or just these uh, ginormous sales numbers or whatever it's just it's more so of leading your life it's taking a second shot at your life in general if you if you want to be the best dead gum cashier in the world and, mm-hmm. and and so you can do your other hobby at home of planting in your garden and that fulfills you then you know what I just I love you and I want you to be fulfilled more so and I love the fact that that. Obviously, we're able to. That's a message we're able to convey because, like she said, she goes. Even though we're not, you know, but there's always something she can take away, and that, that's what I love because that's the point of this is that it's something we believe um, we can help everybody with. It, it's not just about if you're a leader of thousands of people or not. Just this last week, we were looking at stats for the show, and you shot me an email and said, "Hey Zach, I wanted to ask you about categorizing the show. Currently, it's in comedy." Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when we started the show, we had Chad on. We initially leaned a little bit more towards kind of we were still life advice, was still yeah. kind of business advice, but it was a little bit a little bit more laughs. Yeah. And the show's kind of had this beautiful evolution where right now I, I don't really know whether I should categorize it in business or like motivation. Yeah. Because it's kind of both, and I maybe it's more motivation than business. I'm not sure, but yeah, this is not. This show is not limited to anybody who is strictly managing hundreds of employees or. Uh, has some big corporate gig. This could be for a, a truck driver yes. in Kansas. Like yes. anybody can listen to this. That we're, yes. we're 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 open to everybody. Well, the good thing is, is that that's how we know we're doing something right when we can't figure out where to categorize it. Right. That's what that's what I want. I want it to be. You look. We want to have fun. We want to entertain. We want. You know, I'm gonna make up a couple words every now and then. You know, <laughs> you got to figure it out. You know, Google it or we need to do like a Heath dictionary or something. Yeah. Of yeah. all the fake words I make up. You know, instead of fake news, it's like fake words. I know. I I, I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> I was, it was earlier in the, yeah, this episode, first segment, when you said uh, you, you had the definition of shaming. I'm like, gosh, out of context, Heath reading a, def- a dictionary <laughs> definition. Like, that should go somewhere. That's good stuff. <laughs> I also like she said uh, the show is, is cap- like easy to listen to for millennials because that's something I can relate to. Like, I feel like a lot of business podcasts I listen to, a lot of the time there's a little bit of millennial bashing. And you know what's funny about that is? If you take exactly what the millennials are doing, and what the baby boomers did in their time, it's identical. It is. Mm-hmm. But the baby boomers love hating on the millennials. Now, because go back. What what if anybody thinks of the seventies, what do they think about? Hippies. Hippies. And just doing what they want. The the free the, love, free love. Free yeah. love, the <laughs> the the um you know, you're you're standing out um protesting everything. Seventies, sure. right? On the zippo to concert. And what do all these old people right now say about millennials? The same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And they're doing the same thing. Just doing the exact same thing. But now, what did the baby boomers do? They changed our world. Mm. They innovated more than anybody. They did what nobody else would do. We innovated in America the most in those 20, 30 years of baby boomers reigning with it. You know why? Because of all of the unorthodox things they did. What are millennials doing? The same exact We're thing. evolving everything. Millennials are taking chances that nobody else were. Mm-hmm. The baby boomers was like the entrepreneurship boom. Mm-hmm. What are ba- and, and, and for years, it, that was not the case with the baby boomers kids and all that. The millennials is an entrepreneur boom. And when that happens, innovation happens, change happens, the world changes. It's going to push button. It's going to make a lot of people be uncomfortable. So it's very easy to 
hate on them, but yet it's the old people hating on them that they were the same ones yeah, and the same, same people yeah. before. The baby boomers were the largest generation making the biggest waves, and so is the millennial, the largest generation making the big waves since them. And all it is is two people that are exactly the same right. button heads, and they don't even realize they're exactly the same. When you got two groups of people both pointing fingers at each other, you have to realize at some point you're both pointing fingers. You're both the same. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. There's a reason you're both pointing I at each other. I love how the baby boomers like, well, they're doing all their stuff. So I go, who who in what which which generation innovated computers? <laughs> yeah. Baby boomers. Who made those? Yes. Where did those come from? So it's like they innovated the most there was, and I love how they want to act like they're not. But they're so much the same because they're hard headed, drip. They are leadership. They are taking the risk type of people. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's crazy eggs in 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 each. Um, sure. In there's outliers basket, everywhere. But but it, for overall, they're two people button heads, don't you think? Yeah, and what I like about it though is is you know you look at. Baby boomers, millennials, they they've always stood true to what they believed in. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're sure. they're, they're not easily swayed. Yeah. And who's not to say, you know, with baby boomers, who's not to say where we'd be at today? And yep. like like you said, there's outliers everywhere, but it's a shame that we have to be the kind of people who 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 point at each other and say, Hey, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong and we can't we can't draw advice. Yeah. We can't we can't talk to our daughter who's about to go to prom and be like, Hey, watch what you're doing on social media. We can't offer like constructive yeah. critique. Yeah. Um I wish that happened more. Well and, and, and like both generations are the same and it's like I, I always say, look, hard headed and stubborn is not always a bad thing. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm a hard headed, stubborn person. Yeah. Okay. But I want my daughter to be hard headed and stubborn. Hard-headed and stubborn people don't fall for anything. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay? They ain't going to let anybody just trample them and go follow into anything. I'm hard-headed and stubborn. I'm going to ask questions. And I'm going to find it out. And you're not going to peer pressure me into what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm a hard-headed, stubborn person. So I want my daughter to have a little hard-headed and stubbornness. Millennials and baby boomers are the most hard-headed, stubborn generations in the entire ever. Like, like <laughs> you name, you name right now any 65, 70-year-old that isn't hard-headed and stubborn. And you can find any 25-year-old that... Thirty-year-old sure. that's not hard-headed and stubborn—they're going to be good. <laughs> yeah, me. Right. But there's a difference of egotistical and hard-headed and stubborn. Hard-headed and stubborn people may attempt it their way, mm-hmm. but when they're proven wrong, they go, "All right, I was wrong. I need to learn here." Egotistical people keep doing it their way and it fails, and they keep doing it their way, and even though they keep failing because they're too—they got—they're too arrogant to ask for help. That's the difference. Hard-headed and stubborn is not always a bad thing because you got to stand for something. Yep. However. Don't let your ego take over and you keep and not be willing to ask for help. Yeah. There's one other thing I want to get to, and this isn't related to emails or, or, or YouTube or generations. <laughs> we, we queued this up. We haven't gone to it. Can we talk about the car, the remote control car, oh, please? No. <laughs> the last bit. We got a picture of it. I want to get to the bottom of this. What what am I talking about? Heath? Please paint this picture. Yeah, so... We my my wife's car is a Maserati Levante. Uh huh. And I go, um, oh, we got a picture of it oh, coming yeah. up right oh, now. Wow. So go into YouTube or yeah, whatever. If you're on YouTube, right you can see it. Yeah. yeah. And um, I walk into the store, and there's a literally a little Power Wheels Maserati Levante black, exactly like it's got Jenny's the same car. headlights. Yeah. I mean, and it's identical car. And I and I bought it and brought it home. And Jenny goes, "You did what? You can't just buy stuff like you can't." I go, "She don't know yet. It's okay." And it, she can't sure. reach pedals or anything, but. 
it's got remote control, so she can sit in and act like she's driving. I can drive around the backyard in her little black. So we got a picture of her and her mom backing out of the driveway this it morning. It has the same number of tongs on the grill. Like, I can't believe how it's close awesome. this thing oh, is. It's awesome. so it's sweet. It's chilling. And the best part about it, for me, is it's remote control. Well, because look, now Dad gets a toy, too. Yeah, well, look, Brighton's waving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, it's great. That's, That's so awesome. great. And I it's remote it. control. You yeah. can just drive around. So I can put her in and drive around until <laughs> she gets old enough to grow into it. You can it. go on a walk. Just yeah. There she goes. Yeah, yeah, she's on her way. That but is brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. going to YouTube, wherever you can see a picture of it, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, My kids are going to feel like they got ripped off. <laughs> I really appreciate it. What are the doing. odds? He's walking to a store and there it is. There it is. Identical. And I was like, I got to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't blame you. Uh, so, uh, John, thank yeah. you for coming on the show again, buddy. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It was a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. And we can fun. find you on LinkedIn, right? On LinkedIn. That's all yeah, the place you're going to find me. Look, look up just John and Robert Halbert on their LinkedIn. I mean, and, and they're probably both not even active sure. on LinkedIn. Hardly. I get on LinkedIn. Yeah, I've, you do I've post stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You do. You actually are active yeah. on LinkedIn. For, for the one, yeah. you do things on there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing. What about you, Zach? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Apple Zachintosh. That's me. At Heat Folks, at Ignorance on Fire, all of those type of channels. And uh, remember, love you. Be in love with you. Mm. And uh, we're going to see you next time. I love you. Have a good time. Next segment of Second Shot. You're listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.